All right, let's roll right in here with NXT. NXT, we started off with Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed, the returning Bronson Reed. Uh, nice uh, rolling thunder flatliner by Isaiah Swerve Scott. Scott's working uh, Reed's legs. Uh, Scott goes for a sunset flip. Uh, Reed sits on his chest. I was like, man, you don't see a lot of people actually commit with that anymore. Uh, Reed with a side-switching choke slam. That was cool for a near fall. Uh, Reed finally hits the tsunami for the win. I'm not a big fan of the splash being his finisher, but I'm not going to lie. That shit looks devastating as fuck. This dude puts his whole soul into that splash. Uh, and then also, I forgot to say, this is the NXT episode with the awards. So shot every time they have a match, they have an award. So Shotzi wins breakout start of the year. Breezango versus the Grizzled Young Vet, one of my favorite tag teams. Uh, Fandango dives on a, off a pillar onto the Vets. Uh, ticket to Mayhem for the win. Everrise comes out yelling at the Grizzled Young Vets. Makes me laugh because I'm like, Everrise is going to get the shit beat out of him. But this is a good match. And again, it pushes the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, I don't like how they're kind of pushing fan, uh, Breezango to the wayside because they had a really good comeback, man. I was super jazzed when they won the tag team titles. Especially Fandango, man. Uh, Tyler Breeze is great, but I've always seen so much potential in Fandango. But I don't know. Let, let's see. I always feel like he'd go back to being Johnny Curtis and actually be a, a bigger, bigger star. Uh, Undisputed Era wins Tag Team of the Year, of course. Uh, Boa and Zia Lee are now killing machines. Their training is complete, and they will be unleashed on NXT next week. I'm telling you. This is, a, this is my favorite storyline going on right now. Zia Lee is definitely one to watch out for. Like I said, I know Boa's good too, but Zia Lee is where the money's really going to be here. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, the smartest woman in wrestling, <laughs> by going back to NXT, versus Jobber. Uh, done real quick. Air raid crash, pretty much over. Uh, EO ends up winning female of the year. Of course, she's the champion. Adam Cole wins best male of the year. Uh, understandably so. Pete Dune versus Roddy Strong. Uh, so good to have evil evil heel Pete Dunn back. Uh, sadly, Pat McAfee is off TV until April. It was NXT's decision to take him off TV. I don't know why, but maybe they're just trying to keep him fresh or something. But I'm going to miss having Pat on TV. He's a really good promo. Uh, Strong with the train of elbows. I love the Roddy Strong versus the world freaking uh, elbow strikes. Uh, fun match. Pete wins with the bitter end at the end. Uh, good match. Good match. Finn and Kyle win match of the year from NXT, which I call bullshit. I'm not going to lie. This match is really fucking good. It was probably the second best match in NXT for a whole year. But Dragunov and Walter was legit my actual match of the year. Like, that was fantastic. How? What? What? Come on. But whatever, whatever. I, I'm pretty sure this one's done for storyline purposes. Uh, Finn wants to give Kyle his award personally. He gives it to him. And Finn says, this means nothing to him. You can have it. But Kyle says it means something to him. It means that he can hang. It means that he's main event quality star. Finn wants revenge for his broken jaw. 
Uh, Cross and Scarlet come out. Says the title is Crosses no matter who the fuck wins. I agree. Uh, Priest comes out, attacks uh, Cross. They go at it. Cross and Priest end up taking each other out. They fight all over the place, but they're still killing each other. They both go through a table. Scarlet's watching, and she looks horny the whole time. I was dying laughing. I was like, Scarlet just loves this dude beating up people. I, I'm pretty sure even real life. Uh, Santos Escobar... Uh, Freaking uh, is out there talking until the Lucha House Party interrupts, and I was really happy because the thought of both of these both of these guys are great, especially Grand Metalik. Go watch Grand Metalik in New Japan if you don't want, you want to see this dude can go. Go watch Grand Metalik in the fucking Cruiserweight Classic. This dude can go. This guy is a main event quality star. It's just his damn English holds him back. Uh, they basically Santos Escobar looks at him and he's like, "Your jokes." And you're the reason that we're trying to fix Lucha Libre. A big fight breaks out. And we're getting Grand Metalik versus Santos Escobar next week for the Cruiserweight title. That That's going to steal the show right there. I'm telling you right now. If Finn and, and uh, Kyle don't, that will. Lucha House Party was Zima Ion and Raul Mendoza. I, I forget. Something wild. He's still Zima Ion to me. God damn it. Uh, Grand Metalik with a rope walk elbow drop for the win. Austin Theory wins Future Star of the Year. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad, and it makes sense. And please let this man, him and Velveteen. I understand there's some stupid shit, but these guys are stars. Please just go, go, go. EO wins the overall competitor of the year, which surprised me. I really thought it was going to be like Rhea Ripley or something, but I'm, I'm as an EO fan, I'm pretty glad. Main event time. It is Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano. Can Johnny Gargano break the curse? Uh, Theory keeps distracting Ruff. Ruff with a frog splash for a near fall. Almost got it. Johnny takes advantage. One final beat DDT for the win. The curse is broken. Uh, this is a very good show. Very good show. I'm glad it was an award show, but they didn't just make like make it a lame award show. So I was pretty happy with this. Uh, again, NXT is always pretty damn solid. Welcome, everybody, to Whale Talks Wrestling, episode 68. We have so much to talk about. Uh, we got the great Brody Lee tribute show. Again, I want to say rest in peace, Brody Lee. Um, uh, we got a pretty good damn episode of NXT setting up for New Year's Evil. And we got Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 and 2. Just finished watching that. And again, always my favorite show of the year. Uh, let's get right into it. Start rolling on through. Get my notes all together. Uh, just remember, I will not be doing Raw and SmackDown anymore because I'll just watch those. I won't review them. They're just, they're kind of just doing the same thing over and over and over again. So it, it's not bad. Like SmackDown's been pretty good. Raw has some defining moments, but let's get right into it. AEW, the Brody Lee tribute show. Uh, one of the most saddest 10 bell salutes I've ever seen. Honestly, I was like, it was very hard for me to keep a dry eye while watching this. I... I was a little sad. I was pretty sad. You know, like I said, Luke Harper was always one of my favorites. But uh, Moxley was some kind words to Brody Lee right after. Uh, that was real good. You don't get to see Moxley in a, in a situation like that, but it was nice to see him actually say some really good stuff. Like I said, they've known each other for a long time. Uh, we get right into the action. Matt Hardy and Private Party versus the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana. Uh, Cole Cabana with a nice hot tag. So fun. I love it when Cole Cabana's being babyface Cole Cabana. I, I never wanted him to join the Dark Order. Uh, but basically, the Dark Orders are ultimate mega babyfaces tonight. Uh, fun tag team match. Indy Taker and the Superman pin for the win. Um, 
The acclaim comes out. SCU jumps them. They get beat up by everybody. You know, if I felt this, I like this tribute show because it had the feel of a house show, like a send them home happy type of stuff. Uh, Darby gives some really nice words about Brody Lee. Uh, Archer and Grayson, Evil Uno versus uh, The Butcher and the Blade and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Grayson with the Brody Lee side slam. That was really cool to see. Uh, Ripcord choke slam by Archer. I thought that was a cool move. You know what it's time for. The fatality for the win. They all jump Eddie. And um, even Jake the Snake got a hit in on Eddie. He hit the Ripcord Lariat. You know, freaking. That's some good stuff. It's some good stuff. Uh, even Jake the Snake got some shots in. Uh, hang. This was the, this was a tough one to watch, man. Hangman Silver and Reynolds versus MJF Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Silver and Reynolds threw the papers at Santana and Ortiz. Uh, MJF is yelling at Brody Lee Jr. He flips the kid off. I was like, of course, MJF is still going to be the ultimate heel. Uh, Johnny Hungy is going nuts. He gets the hot tag, and John Silver is just. John Silver's got one of the best babyface comebacks of all time, man. I'm telling you. Even as a heel, he had a good comeback. Uh, but this is a great match. Uh, Wardlow comes out, takes out Reynolds, and fucking, oh, this is where they got me. This is where the tear came out. Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard comes out. Whichever you want to believe, if it's Chris Jericho or Scholar, it's Eric Rowan, it's Eric Redbeard, it's Eric Rowan, it's Eric Redbeard. Uh, he takes out Wardlow. Uh, negative one, Brody Lee Jr., Brody Lee's son, hits MJF with a kendo stick after he takes his mask and spit on it. Uh, Silver with the discus lariat for the win, Brody Lee style. Just what a great fucking match. Silver, Reynolds, everybody breaks down after the match. Silver was in a tough way. Like I said, this was fantastic. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, really, really kind words here by Eddie Kingston. I love how they had him, like, they do a match. And they have somebody saying some nice stuff about him. Uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. Uh, Queen Slayer, Penelope taps out. Uh, Britt Baker with a promo says she didn't lose. Uh, Thunder Rosa beats the crap out of her. They're still going. That feud going, but still no match yet. Uh, Jericho then starts speaking about Brody Lee. Then we get the big main event. Team Taz versus Cody, Ten, and Orange Cassidy. The Brody Lee Jr. Dream Team. Uh, this was a really big chance for 10 to shine. Uh, 10 with the Brody Lee powerbomb. Uh, 10 with a big spine buster. He gets the defining win. That was awesome. Team Taz beats down the good guys. Darby Allen comes out. Sting follows behind him. So apparently Darby Allen and Sting are working together. Then came the rough stuff. Cody cuts a promo, introduces Brody Lee Jr. Tony Khan basically says, hey, TNT title is now yours. He Brody Lee was the best TNT champion we had, which I completely agree. I, I like I said, I wish he would have never lost it. I wish it would have just been retired with him. But better yet, retire with his son. They gave the title to him forever. He basically said, "You are the TNT champion forever," and they will be designing a new title design and everything for uh, Darby Allen. So that was pretty awesome. Just they play this really sad tribute video for him. I'm telling you, it still feels not real, but rest in peace, Brody Lee, Luke Harper. Uh, I hope, you know, he got to enjoy and watch that from above and got to see his son having so much fun. Like I said, AEW did a really good thing for that man's family. They have treated that man's family like gold right now. Even WWE, they're doing more tributes for him, too. They've done uh, the mini tribute, another tribute video, and they just brought like a 12-minute tribute video for him today. So that's good. Let's keep this guy's memories alive. All right, 
It is time for my favorite time of the year, Wrestle Kingdom. And I fucking love the whole two-night things. Let's just, I just want to get right into it. Like I said, this is a great show. Um, you know, the, the beginning card of both shows was okay, but things really got rolling for those main events. When those main events came by, I was like, this is why this is Wrestle Kingdom, baby. New Japan Rumble, uh, Chase Owens is back, uh, cool, you know, Bushi is always looking dope as fuck, uh, Ishii is still in it too, uh, Bad Luck Fale looking good, wouldn't mind Sho winning, Sho was actually my pick, it was either him or Minoru Suzuki, but, uh, and then as soon as I said Sho was my pick, Sho was taken out, so, uh, all the young lions come in, they all team up, I thought that was cool, but then they all get taken out by Bad Luck Fale, uh, Chase and Bad Luck Fale, Toriano are the last four, and Bushi, they all moved into the, I love how Toriano won this match by not doing anything, and everyone was so pissed, because I'm like, that's the Toriano way, because, you know, this is from, the four guys here move on to fight for that trophy, oh, is it the King of Pro Wrestling or something, uh, trophy where they do all the gimmick matches, which I love, because I always said New Japan needed gimmick matches, so... But the real show starts now. El Fantasmo versus Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, winner gets the title shot for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship next day. Uh, Fantasmo is being a fantastic asshole heel. He finally, finally had his theme song play. His new theme is awesome. He, I love how he was standing up New Japan with uh, copyrights fee to them to play his theme. I thought it was great heel heat. He throws the Super Junior jacket down on the floor. He throws the trophy on the floor. He gives no fucks. He won it two years in a row, too. Uh, Hiromu letting him have it, basically, he just let him do his shit, and he beat the fuck out of him, uh, ELP gives the sunset powerbomb to Hiromu on the outside, uh, top, he, uh, walks the rope old school style, he does this thing where legit, this guy's balance is ridiculous, uh, he walks the rope, uh, about three different times, hits a moonsault to the outside, and one of the most beautiful moonsaults you've ever seen, it was fantastic, uh, ELP is going for the Rise of the Terminator dive. He has this thing where he channels all the former Bullet Club members. I think this is pretty funny because Kenny used to do this too with AJ and all those people and Finn Balor and shit. And, you know, AJ, it's like a Bullet Club thing. Anybody who's in the Bullet Club can channel the power of their former leaders. So ELP is going for the Rise of the Terminator dive. He fakes it out. Uh, ELP with a senton on Hiromu laying on the top rope. I've never seen that before. That was really cool. A uh, wheelbarrow cradle driver from the top rope by Hiromu. Uh, it's that thing where he kind of turns into a sonic ball. That was cool. Uh, dynamite plunger for a near fall. Uh, ELP then starts working Hiromu's hand. And Hiromu's selling. I've always said he's really good at selling. Well, Hiromu's just top tier at everything. But his selling was top notch here. I actually thought this dude's hands would hurt. Uh, ref gets taken out. Uh, freaking uh, by an ELP. Then hits a low blow on Hiromu. Hits the Siles Clash. Uh, freaking Hiromu kicks out. I They had me there. Uh, hits the V-trigger, going for the one-winged angel, but he is being so cocky, unleashing all these Bullet Club member moves. Uh, Hiromu turns it into a Death Valley driver into the corner. He goes for a Hurricanrana. Uh, ELP tries to counter it, but Hiromu turns it into a roll-up, gets the win. Um, this match was good. It had a lot of good action, but I felt like it could have been a little bit more. But I feel like, because, you know, Hiromu is insane. I feel like he's going to put all his effort into night two. And boy, did he do that. I'll tell you that. 
Woo! This guy went nuts on a freaking night too. Oh, uh, God. But great match. Uh, ELP and Hiromu, two of my favorites right there. G.O.D. Gorillas of Destiny versus Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi have been such a fantastic tag team. Oh, my God. I remember the match they had with Cody Bushi and Tanahashi. It was one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. It was so fucking good. You wouldn't think Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr. would make such a great tag team. But my boys, G.O.D., my favorite tag team in wrestling for the last couple years. My favorite tag team of all time is Motor City Machine Guns. But my favorite tag team right now, that's G.O.D., baby. Um, Tama Mandalorian. I like his Mandalorian outfit. It looked cool. Uh, Taichi and Tama are just having this choke off. Um... Very good match. Very good match. But a G.O.D. match with barely any cursing? What? I was hurt. Uh, Guerrilla Warfare on Tai Chi for a near fall. Really fun match. So much chaos going around. Everything got thrown out the window. Uh, Tama with a nasty-ass gun stun on Zack. He, like, tombstoned himself. That was great. He did the RVD cell, as I call it. Then Tai Chi with a beautiful snap Saido suplex on Tangaloa for a near fall. I'm telling you, Tai Chi has been in a whole... Another level. Ever since he's gotten to this tag team with Zack Zaber, he's been on a whole nother level. Even the G1, he had some really good matches. You know, I've always liked Taichi because, you know, he's a great heel. But, you know, I've always, always thought ever since his match with Moxley on the last, last G1, I feel like Taichi has just shown another side to himself. Uh, Loa hits ape shit. New tag team champions, Tonga Loa, Tama Tonga. They broke the curse. They had, um, this is their seventh tag team run, but they've never, ever won a match at Wrestle Kingdom. They broke their curse. Uh, good for these guys. Going to be so happy to see them more on my TV. Uh, Kojima versus Kenta. Kojima ends up being a replacement for uh, freaking uh, Juice Robinson, who actually had an uh, injured orbital bone. They, they say it's from getting hit in the briefcase by Jay White, but I don't believe it. I'm pretty sure he just heard that beforehand. But I've, I've always said, Ko, they got Kojima, they got Tenzan, you know, they got the, the Blue Devil himself. They got a lot of the older guys there, but I've always said Kojima is the one that can always go. Because Kojima still looks fucking jacked. He's huge, has a nasty lariat. Uh, freaking uh, the Western Lariat or whatever he calls it. That's awesome. And Kenta's heel powers are at a whole nother level. Uh, Kenta's theme is a low-key banger, bro. I, I love his theme in New Japan. It makes him feel like such a dick. Uh, for this is for the title shot for Moxie for the U.S. title. Uh, always, like I said, I've always been a fan of Kojima. It's hard to believe this dude's 50. He looks great. Uh, machine gun chops to Kenta. Always love that. Then Kenta turns him around and hits the machine gun forearms. Gets a little revenge. Uh, Kojima with a DDT on the apron. Very nice looking DDT on the apron. Uh, Kenta gets the briefcase, but Kojima blocks it with a lariat. He lariats the fucking briefcase. I thought that was great. Uh, God damn, Kenta it starts slapping the ever-loving soul out of Kojima. I'm like, yo, this dude's 50. Chill out, bro. Uh, hits another Bukakini. Uh, GTS all over. Uh, fun match. Like I said, this was a fun match. Kojima did not embarrass himself. He never does. This guy is fantastic. He's one of the best. Uh, Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. Um, okay. Okay. I know a lot of people were shitting on this match. I thought it was okay. The Great Okan, he's okay. He, he has a cool entrance. He has a cool gimmick. 
I love the whole, you know, razor sharp teeth thing, the Gamoff guard. You know, I love the question mark thing where he has the picture of Tanahashi in his face. He's a pretty cool dude. He's kind of dope. But never for one second in my heart did I believe Tanahashi was going to be lose to this guy. Because that's it's fucking Tanahashi. Like, Tanahashi has taken a lot of L's recently. But like I said, I was just happy to see the ace. It, it, I still get goosebumps every time I see Tanahashi comes out. Because I get worried it's, it's, I'm not going to see him again. But out, the whole Empire group that Osprey is doing is awesome. Like I said, the great old Khan is part of Empire. But Khan is working Tanahashi's knees, as usually Tanahashi matches goes. Uh, nice face buster suplex by Khan. Elevated flatliner for a near fall on Tanahashi. Tanahashi fights out of it, hits a twisted shout. Khan no sells, hits a big sling blade to take him down. That keeps him down. Uh, Great Okan uh, gets the chair. Tana tosses it out, hits a dragon suplex instead. Because Tana was going to use it. You know, Tana's too much of a baby face. High fly flow to the back. Um, high fly flow to the, you know, the front. He does the Hubble high fly flow, uh, gets a win, a simple win. Like I said, not a classic Tanahashi match that he deserves at Wrestle Kingdom. I would have gave him someone else, you know, but Hey, what are you going to do? Tana is trying to give the rub to the great Okan. Like I said, the great Okan, he needs to work on his offense a little bit more. Like those claws he was delivering looked pretty bad, but He's not bad. He's not bad. He has potential. He has the gimmick down. He has the cool gimmick. But you're in there with Tanahashi, so you're going to get judged pretty hard. Oh, man, this match. So, this match, this match, this match, this match. Okada versus Will Ospreay. Osprey turns heel on Okada. He makes his own group. He quits chaos. And he's sick and tired of losing to Okada. He beats Okada in the G1 with the help of the great Okan. And here we are. We'll heal Will Osprey with Bea Prisley by his side. He's got Jeff Cobb in there. Like, this is good stuff. Osprey is doing the best work of his career. Uh, loving the new heel theme. I'm loving him the whole entrance of Bia. Okada fucking gets in there and we have a classic match. I'm I'm I don't know if this is my favorite match of the night. I'm pretty sure this is my favorite match, but I had a, emotional ties to the other match, but I want to say overall after all the main events this might have been the best match. This one I, I don't know. Ah, it's so hard cuz all the main events were so fucking good. So fucking good, but Okada hits a fucking dive. I've never seen that before. He actually does the Rise of the Terminator dive. I wish they could have brought that up on commentary. Uh, Osprey exposing the floor, uh, tossing um, freaking Will a million feet in the air with a backdrop. He did the old AJ Styles backdrop. Heavy rain by Okada for a near fall. I haven't seen him hit that in forever. So they're they're promoting the fact that Okada has not hit the Rainmaker in a year. He's fallen in love with the money clip. The goddamn money clip. I am not a fan of the submission. I don't understand why he just doesn't use Red Ink. Red Ink was a better submission and a cooler name. And it looked dope. It was a regal stretch with some shit at the end of it. It was dope. Uh, Osprey with a pair of Yakuza kicks on the outside. Goes for the ox cutter. Okada drop kicks the living soul out of him shotgun style. Awesome exchange between them. Uh, ends up with, uh, they have this great exchange. Osprey 
freaking gets uh, forearmed in the face. Okada goes for a drop kick, and Osprey catches a midair with a powerbomb. So smooth. Uh, freaking uh, so smooth. Uh, deadlift suplex through the announce table by freaking Will Osprey. It almost looked like a brain buster. That looked rough. Fantastic match. Lord, a nasty powerbomb by Will to Okada right on top of his neck. Folded him up Eddie Guerrero style. Uh, tombstone on the apron by Okada. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys are crazy. Big Rainmaker keeps the wrist control, but Will fights back for a couple super kicks while being in wrist control. Okada then hits the spiral tombstone, locks in the money clip. Bia gets taken out after that. Uh, Os Okada is telling Osprey to get up and fight him man to man. Ox cutter for a near fall. Uh, big slaps to Okada, and then he starts Daniel Bryan foot stomping the face. You know he's curb stomping him. Okada gets up, starts yelling, spinning Rainmaker. Roaring elbow into the tombstone by Will. Will Osprey hits the tombstone on Okada instead. Freaking. And then, of course, the slime bag that Will Osprey is. He picks up Okada. Rainmaker pose. Hits a Rainmaker. Okada kicks out, of course. Sit out tombstone. And then there it comes. He's finally going for it. The classic. Just classic, classic Rainmaker. He hits the Rainmaker for the win. What a great match. Uh, Osprey is proving that he is main event material once again. He is good to go in this heavyweight division. Okada proving why he's still big money Okada. You know, why no one can touch this man. Uh, just a great match. Like I said, um, I think it's my second favorite match of the two nights because there's a match that overshadowed it for me. Ah, it's taking a swig of water. Not in New Japan. But holy shit, what a match. What a rivalry. Give me more, please. I want more. I want Okada to burn through Jeff Cobb and the great Okan and all those guys. But what, what a match. What a main event. This is when Wrestle Kingdom became Wrestle Kingdom right here. Then we have Kota Ibushi versus Naito, a.k.a. the guys that hate each other's necks. Uh, Kota and Naito have had a lot of matches ever since Kota's coming back. So they had a lot to live up to here. IWGP, IC, and World Heavyweight Championship on the line. I feel really bad for Naito. 2020 should have been Naito's year. He got crowned champion. He beat Okada. He took care of that. And then 2020 shut down in February. We never got the match between him and Hiromu that I'm still pissed about. But let's get right into it. Uh, German right off Dakota's head to start the match to the outside. I'm like, oh my God. You start the match with a German suplex, Dakota's neck on the outside. Uh, legit, both of these guys are always saying, fuck each other's necks. Naito is really, really beating down Kota Ibushi. Very, a lot of heel heat uh, Naito got here. Uh, Kota with a moonsault gets caught in the Koji clutch midair. That was awesome. Uh, Gloria for a near fall. Nasty, nasty, nasty Frankensteiner to the apron by Kota to Naito. Naito came running on the apron. He catches him with a Frankensteiner. That could have gone so bad. Uh, they make it inside. Naito fights him back with a pair of elbows. I love how uh, Naito does the Kevin Nash elbows, as I call them. Hits a nasty Destino for a near fall. I, no one sells Destinos better than Kota and Kenny Omega. They, they sell that move like you're going to die. Uh, big slap by Naito into the rolling Liger kick. Then Ibushi no-sells it. 
turns it into a clothesline, takes his fucking head off. Kamagoye, Naito kicks out. He's about to go for the Phoenix Splash. Ibushi always, always goes for the Phoenix Splash. I don't know. I think he might be the creator of the move. I'm not sure. He misses the Phoenix Splash. Naito hits another Destino. I was like, it's over. It's fucking over. Kota kicks out. Kamagoye. Naito, Naito kicks out again. Here comes the secret weapon. Kota Ibushi with a V-trigger. One more Kamagoye. And I legit stood up. I shaked my fist in victory. Kota Ibushi finally, finally, finally wins the big one. IWGP double champ. IWGP world heavyweight champion. I am such a happy person. I legit, I have been waiting years for Kota. This reminds me of when Kenny won the world title finally. I have been wanting Kota Ibushi to have his moment. He should have had it last year. But hey, we're here now. Who gives a fuck? This is great. Like I said, night one, topped it off. It was a fantastic match. It was not the best Naito Kota Ibushi match, but those last 10 minutes to five minutes, some of the best shit you'll see. But overall, great night one. But Osprey and Okada on a whole nother level. Like that was Wrestle fucking Kingdom worthy right there. And this is just night one. Night one, people. But we'll get into night two uh, right now. So just great, great stuff. All right. Let's end it all now with Wrestle Kingdom night two. Like I said, night one was great. But I thought night two was even better. I thought night two was even better. Uh, let's get right into it. We started off with the Bushi versus Bad Luck Fale. Versus Toriano versus Chase Owens. Four-way for the KOPW, the gimmick title. You know, if you win, I thought it was King of Pro Wrestling. I don't know what it was called. But you you win the trophy, you make gimmick matches all, all year. And if you win, you're the champion for the year, then it resets every year. Uh, Chase Owens and Fale hit the finger poke of doom, trying to get the cheesy win in the beginning, but it gets stopped. Everyone is jumping Toriano because everyone fucking hates Toriano because he's such a dick. Uh, Bullet Club is working together. V-trigger by Chase Owens and then uh, Fale and Chase are arguing over who gets the pin. Yano low blows both of them, steals the win like he does. And for another year, Toriano is our KOPW champion. This was designed for Toriano. Toriano is going to win this probably every year. Hilarious. This is actually an Okada idea, but funny thing, he ended up beating Okada with a low blow and a roll-up out of this. Uh, Taguchi versus Master Wado and El Desperado and uh, Kamaramu for the IWGP Junior uh, Tag Team titles. Uh, Master Wado, I'm telling you, man, this guy, he has something with me. I see a lot of potential on this guy. He's good. He's real good. He's real solid. Beautiful corkscrew dive by Master Wado. And I, I fucking love Taguchi. Taguchi just puts me in a good mood. Uh, beautiful zigzag by Master Wado for near fall. El Pincho Loco for the win from El Desperado. Desperado's getting a lot of good stuff, man. I remember that match he had with Hiromu. That match was awesome for the best of the Super Juniors. That was fucking great. That was real great. And Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Right here, you see, like, right there, you know, you had, you know, the little gimmick match. You had, you know, the little tag team match here. We we made it off to the big boys right away. Like, this was Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, baby. 
Shingo versus Jeff Cobb for the Neverweight Open title. I I legit I put my phone down. I put I put everything down. I put everything on silent because I'm like I can't blink when Shingo's on. That man is the definition of star power. I love Jeff Cobb, but yo Shingo, that that dude's gonna be multiple time world champion. Uh, they go right at it. Forearm City beating the crap out of each other. Uh, big ass belly to belly on the outside to Shingo by Jeff Cobb. Like I mean, this dude, like Shingo is a big man. He's a very wide muscular man and Cobb threw this dude like he was a cruiserweight uh Cobb is not selling any of Shingo's strikes he's not selling anything oh there was a moment where Shingo caught him with a pumping bomber and he didn't sell it but he caught him right in the bridge of the nose just fucking busted his nose right open Shingo with a dive to the outside I've never seen him do that before uh Cobb with a razor's edge power bomb for a near fall uh, guys have these, they have a Tazplex off. They just start T-bone suplexing each other over and over and over again. That was awesome. Uh, Cobb hits a nasty power driver on Shingo for a near fall. Made in Japan for a near fall by Shingo. Uh, catch, he catches Shingo in the tour of the island slam, but he doesn't capitalize quick enough and Shingo kicks out. I really thought that was it. Fall away moonsault slam by Jeff Cobb. I was like, yo, that Montanza bullshit. Um, and here we go. We get to the climax. This match is hard hitting. Like I said, Jeff Cobb's nose is busted wide open. Shingo has welts all over him. These guys are, I fucking love the Neverway Open title for matches because of this. Uh, here we go. So my favorite clothesline in the business ever since JBL has retired. Evil had a really good one. Evil's probably my second favorite, but it's JBL, Shingo, and then Evil. But here we go. Pumping Bomber. He hits the first one right on the nose again. Jeff Cobb starts bleeding even more. Pumping Bomber again finally, finally takes Jeff Cobb off his feet. Turns him inside out. Chasing the dragon. The match is done. It's over. A fucking... We just saw a fucking war. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I was like, this This is a match. Exactly what Cody Ibushi said. The Neverweight title is the workhorse title. These guys put in that work. But I, I really thought Jeff Cobb was going to win the title here. But I'm not going to complain if Shingo keeping it. Uh, Shingo is legit on my top five. He's one of my favorites in New Japan. This guy's great. Ever since he stepped in, he's been nothing but magic. But, man, what a match. Uh, what a match. That pumping bomber was ridiculous. Then we get the match. I, I thought this match had some sleeper potential, and it turned out to be pretty good. Evil versus Sonata. Evil has turned to the dark side. <laughs> and joined Bullet Club. He's betrayed LIJ. He's betrayed Sonata. Um, Evil's push has been very hit or miss with me. I really, really miss Evil's old look. I love the new theme. I really just miss the Grim Reaper thing. You know, I kind of wish they could turn him back, honestly. Not being a babyface, but just go back to his old stuff. Uh, Sonata, both of these guys are future world champions. Like I said, Evil had his shot, you know, but I feel like they did that for Shock Valley and to give Naito some time off. But I feel like I want Evil to actually have a real world title run. Sonata, that, that's going to come this year. I'm telling you right now. Sonata's probably going to win the G1. 
the battle of the former best friends, the battle of the former tag team partners. These guys went to war together, and now they go to war against each other. Paradise lock on evil. Uh, evil gets out of it, you know, when Sonata kicks him out of it. Evil gets a table. He sets it up uh, by the ringside. Sonata, Sonata is trying to pick up the pace. He dives on evil and dumbass Dick Togo. I fucking hate Dick Togo. Uh, Rope-assisted magic killer by Sonata for a near fall. Evil wears him down, locks in the scorpion death lock. I love how he uses that, by the way. I, you want to say a sharpshooter? Fuck, no. That's a scorpion death lock, man. Uh, then hits Darkness Falls for a near fall. Love that move. Uh, ref is out. Dick Togo comes in immediately with a chair. Tries to uh, get some chair shots in on Sonata. Magic Killer on Sonata by Evil and Dick Togo. Moonsault into the skull end, trying to choke out Evil. He chokes him out, hits the moonsault, and Sonata does this thing. He always fucks up. He gets way too cocky. He hits a second moonsault. Evil gets the knees up. Dick Chogo then starts choking out Sonata with the damn wires. Uh, Sonata fights out of it. Uh, Dick Togo ends up going through a table accidentally by Evil hitting him. Nasty Tazplex right on Sonata's head. I was like, Jesus, Evil. A half Nelson Tazplex. Uh, freaking capitalizes from the, the Tazplex into a nasty clothesline. My second favorite clothesline in the business right now for a near fall. Uh, Sonata locks in. Freaking... Um, uh, Sonata fucking ends up locking in uh, the freaking, um, what, what was it called? I forgot. Oh my God, the skull end. Jesus Christ. He locks his skull in, but evil low blows. He tries to low blow Sonata. Sonata, Sonata blocks that shit. Hits everything as evil on evil. <laughs> That's confusing. Uh, Pop-up cutter for a near fall. And there he goes. He chokes him out again. Um... The hell is this? Uh, sorry, I'm getting stupid notifications on my phone. Uh, what was that? He hits the pop-up cutter, chokes him out, hits the moonsault. One, two, three. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they finally, finally, finally let Sonata win a big one. Sonata has always been ready to break through, but I feel like they never let him. It was the same thing with Evil back in the day. Sonata's ready to go, and they proved that later on. I'll tell you later. But Sonata's ready to go. He got a big win over Evil. I feel like that was the right choice to make because Sonata needed it more than Evil. Like, people want Sonata to be so big. And here we go. My favorite match. Out. This is my favorite match. I'm going to say it. I'm not taking it back. I swear. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite match of both nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Hiromu Takahashi versus Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Um, Hiromu beat ELP for the chance to fight Ishimori. Ishimori has had a nice little title run. But here, the G oh my god, this match. Uh, the speed of both these guys is amazing. Uh, Hiromu killed Ishimori with a pop-up apron powerbomb. Ishimori was screaming for like five minutes straight. This dude looked like he was in the verge of tears. That looked so rough. Of course, Hiromu was just laughing it off. Uh, Hiromu runs the whole entire ramp to hit a drop kick. Ishimori catches in midair, turns it into a powerbomb last minute. It looked a little sloppy, but uh, that's a hard spot to predict. Uh, exposes the turnbuckles. Uh, Ishimori ends up tossing Hiromu into the turnbuckles back first, then shoulder first. 
Uh, wheelbarrow slam by Hiromu on the outside. Big diving shotgun dropkick from the apron. Love how the way he just throws his body. Uh, sliding German suplex by Ishimori. I'm pretty sure Ishimori is the one that made that move. 450 splash on the arm to Hiromu and then turns it into the yes lock. Uh, I love I love that spot. That was a great spot. Uh, freaking uh, Ishimori takes a running start. And, you know, you, I always called Hiromu the anti-air. He's the anti... Anytime you try to do something to him, he'll block it. You know, he's a good uh, freaking counter-wrestler. But uh, Ishimori runs at him, belly-to-belly to the corner. Tosses Ishimori so hard, this dude bounces like a basketball off the corner. Uh, wheelbarrow complete shot. Looked so clean by Hiromu for a near fall. Uh, Death Valley driver into the corner. Then he lifts him up, deadlift style, into another Death Valley driver for another near fall. Ishimori starts going at Hiromu. He ends up running, trying to hit the springboard. Enziguri gets caught anti-aired into a German suplex by Hiromu for a near fall. Uh, Ishimori comes back, hits the ropes again, hits a beautiful Canadian destroyer. And then we get to my favorite, favorite part of this match. Ishimori starts hitting this man with forearms. I think I'm pretty sure it was almost around 50 or 60, like 100 forearms. He starts hitting him. Hitting him, hitting him. Hiromu will not get his hands up. The ref, like even the ref, even the ref and the commentators are like, Hiromu, get your hands up. Put your hands up. He's just forearming him, killing him, killing him. He gets up, kills him again with a, like 20, 30 more forearms. Gets him on the floor, beats the crap out of him again with a couple more forearms. Gets him up. He does it again. I'm like, yo, Ishimori's going to kill this dude. Holy shit. Oh my god, this is their best match for sure. This is the best match of Wrestle Kingdom. Oh my god. Uh, he's trying to rip out Hiromu's shoulder. Big jumping knee to Hiromu's shoulder. Uh, but Hiromu ends up turning into a pop-up flatliner. Finally makes a comeback. Exposed steel in the corner. Hiromu hits another Death Valley driver. Time bomb, but Ishimori kicks out. Time bomb to finally hits. Hiromu wins. New IWGP Junior Champion. What a match. And exactly what I wrote in my notes. Both of Ishimori is one of the most underrated talents out there. And Hiromu is going to be the star. He is the future of this company. He is going to be high-level shit if they ever let this dude go crazy in the heavyweight division. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, the future is secure. You got Okada still young. You got Sonata, you got Evil, you got Hiromu, you got Kota as your champion, you got Sho, you got Shingo, you got, oh, but you got Jay White, you, your, your future is secure in New Japan, you're good to go, but I cannot stop raving about this match, uh, five stars, five stars, uh, Osprey and Okada, five stars, this five fucking stars, this is my favorite match of both nights. Uh, but let's start it off now. We get to the end of Wrestle Kingdom. The match that I was biting my nails. I was scared to death. As I sit here and I wear, I, I wear the new Switchblade Jay White shirt. Uh, we get a uh, main event time. Jay White versus Cody Bushi, And I had my fingers crossed. I had my hands around my face. And I'm like, please, please do not let Cody Bushi be champion for only 24 hours. 
IWGP IC and world title on the line. Jay White, the, his first Wrestle Kingdom main event, and it will not be his last because this guy's on a whole nother level. I've been sing, singing the praises of Jay White ever since his re-debut. Ever since he his babyface run in fucking Ring of Honor, that match he had with Osprey, a final battle I think it was. Oh my God. Uh, but legit, seeing Cody Bushi hold both of those titles, when he came out, man, the way he sold winning them when he won them from Naito where he didn't believe it. And he was just sitting there like, what am I doing? Well, this is great. But let's start off. Uh, Jay started off, you know, doing his usual heel bullshit with Gato. Uh, then he gives him a back suplex neck first on the apron. I'm like, the match just started. <laughs> Jay White is mostly controlled. Nasty Tommy Dreamer DDT to Jay, by Jay White. Uh, Jay White is fighting with red shoes is always the best. They hate each other. Oh, my God. They hate each other so much. Uh, Jay White is working the midsection of Igushi. Koda fights back with a beautiful half Nelson suplex. A bastard driver, but no cover by Koda. Uh, freaking uh, snap Saito suplex by Jay White. Then turns it into a Sambo Uranagi by Jay White for another near fall. Kiwi Crusher for another near fall. Koda kicks out. Uh, Bombaye knee strike. Uh, Koda gets the near fall on. Uh, I love the whole Shinsuke rest presentation. I, I'm I'm glad he's never let that go ever since their ultimate rivalry. That is probably my second or third favorite New Japan match of all time. Uh, Jay tries to cheat, but Red Shoes is having none of it. He catches him and he gets real pissed off. Koda uh, kicks Jay White's head off twice. Uh, chop block and a bunch of dragon screws and then the Tanahashi tap out my favorite name for a submission Jay White's trying to break this man's leg then Jay White makes the mistake he starts slapping Cody Bushi with his foot and he starts playing around and insulting him and like I said I love when Ibushi transforms and goes into this other dimension he gets crazy so I, I, it's exactly what they said on commentary. It feels like the devil's coming out. So Jay White's beating the shit out of him. He's no salient. No salient. And then he palm strikes the fuck out of Jay White's face. And basically he is begging. He's begging Jay White to fight him man to man. And even Gato says, don't do it. Stay down. He keeps getting up. He knocks him out. Knocks him out. Knocks him out. Oh, my God. Even if Gato is telling you, dude, just quit. So Jay White, he quits. He lays on the floor, and he begs Cody Ibushi to pin him. He says, please, pin me. I can't take it anymore. He puts his legs up, and he's like, pin me. And I'm like, yo, this is great. This is some awesome stuff. Coda looks at him. He starts just laughing and smiling. Like, you know Cody Ibushi ain't going to play that game. Coda says, fuck this. Starts beating the piss out of him on the floor, slapping him, palm strikes, kicks, everything. Freaking the ref gets distracted because Cody Bushi even pushes the ref out of the way. He pushes red shoes out the way. And this is the chance for the switchblade. The switchblade hits a low blow. Uh, Jay White hits a low blow. Uh, Jay beats him down on the outside. Flatliner. Deadlift German suplex. Another deadlift German suplex. Another deadlift German suplex by Jay White. Cody Bushi's neck is taking some punishment. Cody gets real pissed off. Ends up hitting the super deadlift German suplex from the apron to Jay White. Golden Star powerbomb. Jay White kicks out again. Oh, my God. Uh, sleeper slam. Sleeper Tazplex right here onto Cody's head. And I mean, this dude legit bounced off his head. 
Uh, Jay White is then telling uh, Gato, what do I need to do? What should I do? Gato's like, hit him again. Picks him up. Another task plex to his head. And then he gets him up again. Regal plex to his head. Kota is still kicking out. Uh, Kamagoye, I thought he had it here, but Jay White actually kicks out. Then he gets desperate, and uh, Kota is about to go for the Phoenix Splash. And I'm closing my eyes. I'm like, don't do it. This is how everyone fails. He hits. He actually hits the Phoenix Splash. One, two, and that son of a bitch bastard Gato pulls out the ref. I the crowd lost their breath when that happened. I thought it would have been a beautiful story for him to win with the Phoenix Splash, but goddamn it, Gato, Blade Runner. Coda kicks out, making Coda the first person to kick out of the Blade Runner. Apparently, that's what they said on commentary. But let's see. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone else kicked out of it, but I don't know. He goes back to the Tanahashi tap out, and Jay White is just yelling, please tap, give up, tap, tap. Coda uh, fights out of it, smacks him, V-trigger. Jay blocks the V-trigger into another regal plex. He catches his knee midair. Uh, Jay White... Hits him with the arm trap, bloody Sunday. Ibushi no sells, gets up, V trigger, another V trigger. Kamagoi to the back of the head, exposes the knee. We are 48 minutes in. I think this is the longest main event in freaking history of the Russell Kingdom. 48 minutes in, Kamagoi to the back of the head, like I said. Kamagoi to the front. Finally, one, two, three. Cody Ibushi. Keeps the title. My heart was racing. I didn't. I was like, I really hope they don't take the title away from this man. What a beautiful, beautiful story they had for Kode Ibushi. But man, night two was crazy. Like I said, overall, I would probably say, out of the main events, to me, uh, Ishimori and Hiromu had the best match. Okada and... Um, uh, Will Ospreay had the second best match. Um, I would say this match was third. Uh, Shingo, definitely Shingo and Jeff Cobb was fourth. Fifth would have to be uh, Naito and uh, Cody Ibushi. Because Naito and Cody Ibushi had too many matches. That's the problem. And that match doesn't even compare to the best match they had. Their best match to me is still the first night that Cody Ibushi came back. And they fought in the G1. That to me is their all-time best match. But I'm so sad. I'm like legit sad that Wrestle Kingdom is over. Again, what a great performance. And if you watch the after stuff. Uh, Sonata came to challenge Kode Ibushi. So Sonata going right for it. I kind of wish they could have saved that for Dominion. Because I feel like Sonata would be a great person to beat Kode Ibushi in the future. And maybe we could see Kode turn one day. But I hope Kode Ibushi gets an amazing title run. I know it's hard because pandemic-y stuff. But they had a lot of fans there. I, I think they said 20,000. So they had a lot of fans there. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Everybody, please go watch yourself. At least go watch the main events. Just go watch Hiromu and Ishimori. Go watch Okada and freaking um, Will Ospreay. And go watch this match. I thought this match told an amazing story. Like I said, a lot of people give Jay White a little, not too much credit. Because, you know, he's, he wrestling starts off slow. But Jay White can tell a story in there, man. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Go watch some wrestling. Everybody take care.